handoff. McClinton will dive, and it's a touchdown for the Texans. Mel Branch cuts that playoff quick. Means with an open gap, touchdown, San Diego. Going outfield and picked off by Harper. A Cinderella story versus an AFL champion is the 1962 Dallas Texans host the 1994 San Diego Chargers. And a Merry Christmas to all for this Christmas Eve extravaganza as the Chargers try to come in and knock off the Dallas Texans. Hank Strom has put his trust in Len Dawson, someone he cultivated a relationship with at Purdue to lead this offense to a new frontier. Yeah, and, and they really hope it will help. Of course, we have the sort of evolved version of this team in this league as well in the 1969 Chiefs, but hey, they're technically a part of the Texans' lineage using the same name and playing in the same state. At least that's what the NFL tries to attribute. And when you talk about this Texans' offense, you can't talk about, you can't miss, rather, the uh, relationship, at least on the field, between Dawson and wide receiver Chris Burford. Yeah, Burford's going to be their main target today, but I think Bobby Ross and the Chargers are all set for that because they have Dwayne Harper playing on his side of the field there in the secondary, and uh, Harper actually led the, well, the then AFC West in interceptions in 1994. We'll go down here and we'll get the coin toss between Len Dawson and Stan Humphreys. Humphrey, you choose tails. San Diego number 12 has chosen tails. It is heads. Will you defer or receive? Or receive the ball? The Texans have chosen to receive the ball first. That means, they, that, means that San Diego will receive the ball to start the second half. Well, that tells a story. Dallas gets to start with the ball. And when we talk about Dallas, we're not talking about the Cowboys today. It is the old Texans. Kickoff here from John Carney. We are underway in in Houston. And a little bit of a meager return for Bill Miller out to the 19. Well, I mean, that's a really good kick. And hopefully that uh, sets up Bobby Ross for a good day today. And we get to see Len Dawson, 1962, really was his uh, sort of coming out here, so to speak. Um, was cast off from the Cleveland Browns in favor of Otto Graham. Then went back, found old coach Hank Strom in Dallas. He needed a quarterback. And, uh, well, the rest, as they say, is etched in history. Start with the ball from their own 19. Dawson back right side already. We have an interception. And we talked about them targeting Burford. It's Dwayne Harper with the interception on the right side. Well, one pass, one pick. Not exactly how Len would have wanted to start the day. But, I mean, again, we talked about it. Burford's going to be the main guy. They are going to put their best defenders on him, and that's exactly what causes that interception. Dwayne Harper, not much pressure at all, honestly. Yeah, it seemed like he had all the time in the world. He had uh, Abner Haynes in the backfield. And before we could talk about uh, either team's units on that first drive, we see Stan Humphreys in the Chargers offense with short field from the Texans, 24. 
Handoff on the split backfield. Natrone Means gets his first carry of the day. Gets about five yards. Speaking of Means, let's take a look at the rest of this San Diego offense. Wide receivers will normally be Mark Say and Sean Jefferson with tight end Dwayne Young. And Aaron Lang is the fullback. And that offensive line, the name that sticks out to be Stan Brockett, right tackle. Handoff for Means to the left side. Gets stopped at the line there by Kurt Mers. And we take a look at this Texans defense. They play a 4-3 with Mel Branch and Kurt Mers off the edges. Jerry Mays and Paul Rochester up the middle. Smokey Stover and A.J. Holub with Cheryl Hedrick between the two of them. Back to throw. Humphreys right side finds his... No, no, he didn't find his man. Say couldn't haul it in as Johnny Robinson laid the boom there from the strong safety position. And as we see the rest of the secondary joining Johnson over the top at safety is Bobby Hunt on the left side of the field. Dwayne Wood and Dave Grayson at cornerback. And already called upon is Carney for a 38-yard attempt from the right hash. Snap good, hold good, kick good. 3-0 San Diego. I mean, that, that drive is a uh, microcosm pretty much of what made the Chargers you know, successful in 94. It's just being able to slowly but surely move the ball down the field as well as having a punishing defense. Yeah, Harper, Junior Seau, Lewis Bush, Leslie O'Neill, this defense has some big pieces on it. Back to receive again, hoping that uh, last time goes better than the first is Bill Miller. We'll get to talk about him more. This one way laid deep into the Texans' end zone, so they'll kneel down and take the touchback. We already talked about uh, Len Dawson and his background. Let's take a look at this Texans offense. Lane wide receivers today will be Chris Burford and Bill Miller. Fred, Arban Fred Arbanis is the tight end. Abner Haynes and Curtis McClinton in the backfield. Jim Tyrer and Jerry Cornelison as the tackles. Al Reynolds, Marvin Terrell as the guards. And John Gilliam will be snapping the ball. Handoff. And McLeon gets out to the right side. Rather, Haynes gets out to the right side and gets a gain of about... Uh, we'd say 18 on that. Yeah, eight, yeah, 19 yard gain on the play. He didn't really create much separation. He was just able to keep the Chargers linebackers going down the field. And we'll get to them um, in the next, you know, when the clock isn't running again. 8.30 left here in the first quarter. Ball on their own 39. Little short throw. Caught for about six yards by Burford. And, well, we will get a chance here for that Chargers defense. Same 4-3 pattern from uh, head coach Bobby Ross. Leslie O'Neill, Charles Mims off the edges. Sean Lee and Ruben Davis up the middle. David Griggs and Junior Seau, the AFC defensive player of 94. And the outside linebacking position as we get a handoff to Haynes. Just barely short. Makes it third and inches. Lewis Bush will be the inside linebacker. Cornerbacks, Darian Gordon and Dwayne Harper, the latter of which already has an interception. Stanley Richard at free safety and Darren Carrington at strong safety. Now here you go, split backfield. They're going to try and run this one up the gut. Now they're going to toss it back off the edge and get the first from Haynes. Well, don't worry, not everybody can be Tony Romo when it comes to guessing the plays. <laughs> First down right at midfield, and the Texans are just chugging along here. Empty backfield, three receivers to the left side of the line. 
Frank Jackson set in motion here as the third wideout. Dawson, quick strike. It's about three on the play. And, uh, well, really good play considering the coverage that was there. Real good play considering the coverage that was there on uh, Tom Bro on uh, Brooker there. Yeah, Brooker, a uh, bit of an odd player. He can both kick and play wide receiver. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne called upon. He has better hands than he can throw, so wouldn't expect many uh, fake plays this year. At least, at least from the field goal crew. Yeah, second and seven. Receiver in motion to the left side of the line. One man backfield. Dawson, two-step drop this time. Throws to the left side. Knocked into the air and falls harmlessly to the ground, courtesy of the coverage from Carrington. I mean, that, that, was a, that was a good play in terms of the zone coverage. You have two linebackers going back to pinch. I believe that was Griggs and Bush back there in coverage. And then you have Carrington step up, almost made the pick. But as you said, no yards. That's all they wanted. Third and seven. Dawson drops back. Wide open is Burford for the Texans. First down. Or rather, it was Bill Miller who actually ended up coming down with the ball. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was Burford that they've been going through the whole game, and Burford was in the area where the ball was thrown. I think it was supposed to be just a little button hook bullet for Burford, but it missed him, went over his head, went to Bill Miller. He was more than happy to get the first. Toss off to the left side. Haynes runs and turns the corner a little too late. Gets only seven when he could have gotten much more. Yeah, he had a lot of clearance there on that left sideline. Everybody bites to the right side. It's a... It's a uh, play action, sort of option play, where the option is uh, pass or go for the handoff to the other side of the field on a rollout to the right from Dawson. He gets the entire Chargers defense, even say out a bite for it, and that gave Haynes some room to run. Now, if only he turned a little more efficiently. I formation leaning right, second and three. They're at the San Diego 30. Handoff, Haynes tackled by Seau, but not before dragging him for the first down. This Texans offense really getting something going here. They needed to shake off the interception that came on that first drive. Yeah, you're not kidding me. You don't want you know an all like an all pro quarterback like Len Dawson to have that kind of throw linger. So getting down the field like this, getting a couple first downs from passing on third down has done a lot. And the San Diego 27, they go from the one man backfield. They send Haynes as a fourth receiver to the right side, left side, the only man there. And that one is Burford for seven yards. That's the left side taken out of bounds by Darian Gordon. And the secondary's been uh, pretty shut down very early. And because he got pushed out of bounds by a defender, clock does not stop outside of the last two minutes of each half. Yeah, great call there. Second and three, split backfield. Receiver sent in motion from the right to the left. And receiver, if I'm not mistaken, is Bill Miller. No, it was our it was Arbenes and only four yards from Haynes, but hey, they needed three. So first down. <laughs> now only four yards, well, they needed one less than that. <laughs> In the red zone at the San Diego 15. 
Split backfield. Two receivers to the right, one receiver to the left. Dawson rolls to the right side. Pressure coming. Got crushed. But it falls incomplete. Well, they called in uh, the rookie. Well, they called in uh, the rookie Harrison out of Western Illinois as an extra safety on that play. He did not disappoint. He blitzed and got to Dawson and made him rush the throw. Incomplete off of a great read from the defense. And San Diego's trying to limit it to a tie and keep Dallas out of the end zone. Second and 10. One man backfield handoff to Haynes. He gets stopped at the line by Davis. Great play by Reuben Davis there. I mean, when you go up the middle, especially with Reuben Davis and Leslie O'Neill standing on the same side of the line, you're just asking to be stopped. One man backfield with four wideouts. Shuffle pass and a big stiff arm from Haynes, but it only gets three yards before Sean Lee can bring him down. And now out we see Tommy Booker. He caught a pass earlier this drive for three points. Now he's going to try and kick it from 29. Jack of all trades, I guess, in this offense. From 29 on the right hash to tie the game. Snap a little low. Hold recovers. And it is good. 68 yards on 15 plays. And they have to settle for three. We're all tied up. Well, Booker... Uh, Certainly, did, or rather, Brooker certainly didn't look like somebody who was tired after that uh, three-yard strike he had earlier on that drive. Yeah, 3.24 left to go. Brooker to kick this one back deep for Johnny Barnes. Returnable for Barnes, but only to the 21. And, th and that right there should probably tell you how this game is going to go. Every team is probably going to be thankful for the yards they get because these two defenses are very, very, very tough to crack and very restrictive. Yeah, as, you, as we already saw, Harper has an interception. That Texans defense, Kurt, Kurt Mers and Mel Branch have done a great job off the line to start this one. But uh, it's, I mean, as you said, it's going to be a question of who blinks first. That's really going to determine this game. And yeah, this game, not a, a divisional matchup. And of course, um, you know, we're going to have to move the Steelers game. As we learned uh, before the, we came on the air, there was a little bit of a uh, conflict between the Pittsburgh Christmas Eve parade route and the Pittsburgh Steelers game. So the Steelers game got moved to Christmas Day against the 83 Raiders. We'll have more about that at the halftime report. That one batted down at the line by, by Hedrick, who is pinching in from his inside linebacker position, second down. Yeah, I mean, so which game got moved uh, from the schedule tomorrow? Well, your Christmas Day is going to have one last game as the 1975 Cardinals and the 79 Rams will uh, not be on stream anymore as the handoff to Natrone Means gets seven yards. Cuts it down to third and three. But the 1990 Detroit Lions at Soldier Field against the 85 Chicago Bears will be on for tomorrow. That will be your nightcap. That will be your stocking stuffer as the 83 Raiders and 95 Steelers will be the first gift you find under the tree. Four-yard carry for Means gets a first down for San Diego. And great job there by Joe Cocoso to lead the way there. 
you have a handful to deal with with Jerry Mays at the defensive tackle position, but this is where I think the era sort of gap hurts the Texans' defense. Their defensive tackles aren't the 320-pound guys that you see in the modern-day NFL, and that's where the Chargers' blockers will have an advantage. Means out to the left side, but the Texans just bring too many for him to get any effective yardage. One-yard loss on the play as Dwayne Wood came up on the corner blitz. 6'1", 200, and uh, Wood can, can pick him up and lay him down as he sees fit out there. One of the hardest hitters in the AFL's history. Corner blitz, and it gets to Humphreys. He was more concerned with Holub instead of us Hedrick who came in and made his presence dumb. All three are lost, but still a sack's a sack. Third and 14 now is what the Chargers are staring at. Now Humphreys is going to have to air this one out deep. Three-man rush, and Humphreys had nowhere to go, so he's going to run. It only gets five yards. Well, that's a great job by the secondary. They added in an extra corner out there to be able to keep them from taking a shot downfield. It's almost like it's almost like they can hear us from down there. Big snap, or rather, big punt there from uh, yeah, big punt there from Ryan Wagner and Miller's return, but we have a flag. Holding is called on the return, knocking the return back to the 22-yard line. Dawson back to throw out of the split backfield. Fires, caught for the first down. Quick strike to Chris Burford again. Well, and Dawson, six for nine so far today. Of course, one of those three incompletions. Turned out to be an interception on the part of Harper. Very adept playmaking. 50 seconds to go. Straight backfield. Clock running. They're at their own 42. Man sent in motion to the left side of the line. Dawson. One step drop. Floats it. Caught for a Dallas first down. Burford again. They sent from the right side to the left. And Chris Burford, I mean, we said he'd be the intended target, but they've been moving him away from Dwayne Harper since that interception and having to force Stanley Stanley Richard to try and pinch and get there for him. And it's just a size mismatch in the case of Burford that Dallas loves to have. First and 10, they're in plus territory. Dawson left side, intercepted! And this one's going to be returned out to the Texans 45. Second one of the game for Dawson so far. And this time it's the other end of the field. It's Darian Gordon. Again, it's like they could almost hear us down there. Burford, the intended receiver again. This time they moved him to the left side of the field. So Gordon would be the man on him. And uh, Dawson just leaves a little under this one. And it falls right into the waiting hands of Darian Gordon. For the interception. Yeah, and a return that starts the Chargers in plus territory with nine seconds left here in the first quarter. Already have two, two turnovers in this game. 
Both of them for the Texans. Handoff means to the right side. Trucks a couple, man, but only gets four yards. And that will take us to the end of the first frame. After the first quarter here in Houston, the Texans. Because, well, the Cowboys didn't allow them to use uh, old Cowboys Stadium. Three all field goals from both sides. One from 39, one from 29. And we welcome you back here to Houston, Texas, as the Texans tied at three after the first quarter here. But San Diego has the ball, the 94 Chargers, at the Texans' 42-yard line off an interception. And little pitch out to Means on the left side. Stiff arms a man, but gets stopped after three yards. And uh, third and four, staring ahead for the Chargers. Not something they haven't done before. Dave Grayson finished the job on that last play. Yeah, and that's the thing. They aren't taking chances in the air today. And that's really going to help. Well, until now, empty backfield. <laughs> Humphreys, left side. He finds his man for a first down at, down at the 25-yard line. Well, Johnny Barnes comes down with this one, I believe. And that one in double coverage. Humphreys really is just a tight little window to try and fit that one in. And he did just that first down right on the doorstep of the red zone. And no pun intended due to the red and white jerseys of the Texans here. First and 10 for the Chargers. They started this drive at the short field. Humphreys drops back right side. Knocked down and incomplete. Intended receiver was, see it, was Mark Say again. All the incompletions for Humphreys. I mean, they, they will drag you down. We saw this. We saw this last night in the New England game. The incompletions, if they start to pile up in a row, as we saw with Tony Eason, will hold you back. Delayed handoff to Means. Stays up, but only gets three yards. Third and seven. And here again, we keep talking about this. Dave Grayson, for almost every running play, that they've, had, that they've had to face so far today. This Texans defense has had more folks lining up on the left side to fill those gaps than on the right side. Even if the handoff's up the middle or to the right, and it seems to almost always work. It seems to overwhelm means when he has the ball. Humphreys back, sidearm, almost intercepted. He was trying to hit Barnes again, and it was knocked away by Dwayne Wood. Great play defensively. They had everybody there. They sent a five-man rush, and this sets up another 39-yard field goal. An identical kick, but on the other hash. This time the left hash to the one that Carney made earlier from 39. Snap good, hold good, kick good. Six to three, San Diego. And uh, find it a little troubling. They were only able to get a field goal out of that short field. Yeah, they started at the 45-yard line of San Diego. They started this drive in plus territory, and yet they only got three points out of that. A little troubling, but uh, I don't think that's anything their defense can't solve, as we've seen today. Kickoff back to Miller from Carney. And Miller backed up out of bounds. Wow, it caught that ball, and it carried him underneath the goalposts. That was a big, big kick from John Carney. 
And we get to see this Chargers defense again. Both cornerbacks, Darian Gordon and Dwayne Harper, have one interception. Now two turnovers from, from a quarterback like Len Dawson. That doesn't exactly help the confidence game. Start with the ball on their own 20. I formation leaning left. Handoff. Haynes to the right side. Got one yard. As off came David Griggs, completely unblocked to stop that one in its tracks. I mean, the linebacking core here, okay, I'll give you the inside linebackers, but you have two of the best outside linebackers, not just in the AFC, but in all of football at this time with Dave Griggs and Junior Seap. Pitch to the left side, gets back to the line, and there's the other, Junior Seau, as you mentioned him. Only gets, well, just stops him at the line. Yeah, I thought Haynes had a minor gain there of about a yard, but they rule uh, against that. Third and nine, one-man backfield. Two wideouts on each side of the line. Dawson, one-step drop, fires over the middle. And it was in the hands of Frank Jackson for a second, but Stanley Richard pinched up and crushed him and separated him from the ball. Well, three and out, a couple turnovers. I mean, look at it this way. At least it's not another interception. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you look at it that way, kind of a positive reinforcement in a sense. Johnny Barnes back to receive the punt from Eddie Wilson. First time we've seen him today. And it's a great punt, but only gets to about the 40. Barnes returns it for five yards to the 45 of San Diego, and that's where they're going to start this drop. Well, two field goals and a punt. I mean, one of these teams has to get in the end zone at some point. And I feel like if San Diego does it sooner rather than later, they could have total control of this game before we even get into the half. 7.28 to go here on the clock. One man backfield for Humphrey. Humphrey's back. Sacked. Untouched. Cheryl Hedrick, who already has had a sack this afternoon. Both of his tackles have been tackles for loss. Both tackles for losses have been sacks. Great game so far by Hedrick. He's also had a batted pass there in linebacking position. Yeah, inside linebacker. Second and 13, shotgun with the back. Throw to the right side. It's intercepted. Coming down with this one is Dave Grayson. Well, taste your own medicine. I think that might be what the Texans needed to turn this one around. Two interceptions from Dawson, while Humphreys, outside of a couple of duffed passes, has been really solid on his end today. But that one might just turn this thing around. And a little bit of a momentum shift and a confidence boost for this Texans team. And they get short field themselves, starting from the Chargers, 39. One man backfield. Back to throw Dawson is all the time in the world. And that one tipped away by Rashard. He was trying to hit Bill Miller. Just put a little too much air under it. Well, we'll take a look at the pass chart here. Dawson's good from right up the middle. He's five for eight up the middle today, including four for four from within 10 yards. But uh, almost anywhere else on this field, not effective at all. Only two for seven in other parts of the field so far. And seven minutes to go here, second and ten. After the incomplete pass, he tried to hit Miller on the left, sorry, Burford on the left side, they clarify. 
Handoff to Haynes, stopped at the line by Lewis Bush. And now if you're Hank Strom, you have to consider changing up the play calling style a little bit here. The Chargers have adapted to it. And you need to settle down, lend Austin a little bit over there on the sideline and just, you know, tell him, you know, you can make these passes. Straight backfield. Back to throw. And that one knocked down. I have no idea where that one was going, but it almost found the hands of the rookie Woodsy. Or sorry, the rookie Harrison, I should say. Out out of um, over the middle of the field is a third safety. Fourth and ten. And they're, yeah, they're gonna have to coffin corner it. Oh man. Great job there by the San Diego defense. Limited the yards, kept them from getting into field goal range, and forced them to punt it. And out of bounds it goes, and San Diego will start with the ball at their own 17. Pretty solid punt, all things considered, from Eddie Wilson. First and 10 here for San Diego, 6.22 to go, as they lead 6-3 over the 1962 Dallas Texans. Done a great job today on the defensive side of the ball of limiting the offensive prowess of Len Dawson. Handoff to Means off a straight backfield play, only gets two yards before Jerry Mays puts a stop to that. And you can you can see Bobby Ross right now going over and telling his players, this is what you've done right defensively, but you're still letting you're still letting uh, Haynes over on the other side on the ground get a few big gains. You need to stop that immediately. You've had a couple quick stops, but you need to keep on that for the rest of the game. Rolling out to the right, and nothing doing. Five-yard loss. Hedrick again. Wow. Cheryl Hedrick having a monster game so far with three sacks. Well, I think it's safe to say both defenses have shown up today. <laughs> three tackles, all three of them sacks from Hedrick. Third and 13, deep in their own territory. Humphreys drops, throws left side, way, way ahead of Johnny Barnes, incomplete. Barnes normally a wide receiver four. That means they went full empty, no tight ends, and Dallas was still able to keep up. And they have to punt from deep within their own territory here. Miller back to return as Brian Wagner lined up just past the end zone plane and having to punt it from the plane. And this one, a great punt out to the 45, but a return to the San Diego 47 gives them short field. And we take a look at the five possessions so far, two punts, two interceptions and a field goal. Yeah, an interception on the first offensive snap today for the Texans really didn't get them off on the right foot. 5.15 to go here in the second quarter. Chargers still leading 6-3. to three. And, and uh, I mean, I think the issue more so is the fact that in the air they haven't been able to find the ball unless it's going towards Chris Burford. Straight back field, and Dawson got absolutely crushed. Leslie O'Neill, surprise, surprise, and... When you see this Chargers depth chart, you circle three, maybe four players on there, as you probably should do at least two with every team. And we've talked about their two cornerbacks, the rookie 
the rookie Harrison out of Western Illinois, Junior Seau, and Leslie O'Neill. They have O'Neill and, and Seau highlighted because they're two of the best defenders in the game. Throw to the left side. It is brought down by Jackson. Well, Dawson, 8 for 15, 81 yards, and that QB rating isn't stellar, but, hey, he's moving the ball, and no, that's better than we've been able to say the last couple of drives. Now, you're not kidding. 4.30 to go, clock running, straight backfield with four wideouts. First and 10 for the San Diego 33. Dawson, one step, intercepted. This time at Seau. Up the left side. Can he get past the tackle? No, he cannot. But he's pushed out at the Texans. 45, Junior Seau. And that's the third interception this half from Len Dawson. Well, Seau reads the play perfectly. And I think he got away with a little bit of handiwork there on Fred, Ar uh, Fred Arbenis. And uh, he's still able to get away with it without any extra yellow on the field. Came down with the ball. And return it and already in plus territory again for the Chargers. 4.16 to go. And, well, if you're strong, you hate to think about it. But do you sit Len Dawson for the next drive? We saw Grogan, We saw Steve Grogan come in for Tony Eason with this situation last night in New England. When Ray Berry got a little fed up with his game. Yeah, and it turned the game around. It gave New England the punch to, you know, stay in it and not fall behind. And they ended up winning. Yeah, 24-17, the final score of that game last night against the 1970 Baltimore Colts for the 85 Patriots at home. Three-yard carry from Means, second and seven. Receiver sent in motion, another handoff to Means. He gets stopped at the line real quick. And it's Hedrick again, keeping him at the line. And let's take a look at the rush chart here for Natron Means. He's had no real huge carries yet this game like Haynes on the other side of the field. But that doesn't mean he isn't moving the ball efficiently. 11 touches for 27 yards. Yeah, great call. Third and seven. Straight backfield. Three wide outs as well. Roll out to the left. Untouched! This time... It is Smokey Stover. And he knocks him back five yards. See, this has been a defensive struggle today, but, you know, again, as we're seeing right now with Dallas's offense, there's only so much you can do if the defense is pitching in and the offense isn't. And with three minutes to go, San Diego's going to punt this one back. Dallas still has all three timeouts and the two-minute warning to their advantage. And Miller will let this one bounce back and through the end zone for a touchback. Great punt by Wagner. Well, I mean, this Texans offense, very, very much so uh, noncommittal when it comes to what, you know, plays they want. And uh, it's costing them big time. I formation, everybody hunt, bunched in, except for the wide receiver. I form leaning left, handoff, and Haynes just threw one of the Chargers defenders off and gets out to about the 42-yard line. First down, well, well-deserved, well, well-earned. Well and what a run from Abner Haynes. 11 touches for 63 yards so far in this first half. 
They move the line. Dawson airs, and it falls to the ground incomplete. Well, I mean, that was trying to find Brooker again. He's been acting like a fourth receiver out there so far this game. And, I mean, you, ha you have to wonder at some point if, you know, that's the real reason they haven't been trying to go to him that much um, at tight end, or uh, rather a kicker today. Yeah, Brooker being uh, – yeah, Brooker, of course, uh, the kicker as well, plays double duty every game. So that might be a big reason why, as uh, you pointed out there. Ball on the 43-yard line after the incompletion. Second and 10, 2.31 to go. The snap, right side, tipped, incomplete. And Burford's being double covered now. Harper and Carrington were over on the right side of the field to cut him off. Oh, he's that passing chart. And, and again, right up the middle's pretty much been where his most, you know, where he's been most consistent. Six for eight up the middle. And on the left side, his two interceptions, deep right, 0 for 1 with a pick from Harper, all the way back on the first play of this half, and of this game, rather. Third and ten, four wideouts, one man backfield. 2.28 to go, six to three Chargers. Texans still have it on their side of the field. Dawson fakes, is nowhere to throw it and gets about three yards. Tried to mitigate disaster by using his legs there. And I think they're going to let this one run down to the two-minute warning. I mean, Dawson, Dawson tried to get some yards there, but it did not work. Johnny Barnes back to return. He had another punt from Eddie Wilson. We've been calling his number a lot today. This will be his third punt here at the two-minute warning. And Barnes catches this one about the 16, or rather 18, and is stopped immediately. Two-minute warning here in Houston, presented by Anchor.fm, the top podcast service. If you just want to make your own podcast, sign up at Anchor.fm. And uh, they will help you do the rest. Ball at the San Diego 22-yard line after the attempted return from Barnes. And the crowd here in, inside Reliance Stadium starting to show some love to the Texans here in this defense. Humphreys throws left side. Almost intercepted. He was trying to find Martin. And over there was Dwayne Wood again. In coverage, we've been calling Wood's name a lot today. I mean, he's great when it comes to man-to-man -man coverage. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, four sacks so far. Yeah, four sacks today. Five sacks between the two teams. Cheryl Hedrick has three. Leslie O'Neill with one for the Chargers. Smokey Stover with the other sack for the Texans. Little shuffle play on the inside. Doesn't even come close to getting started. A six-yard loss. And with the clock running, they're staring down third and 16. And you're talking about Smokey Stover. He had that, uh, the only sack so far for the Texans that was not from Hedrick. And, uh, yeah, he's played very well today. Now, all the linebackers have on both sides. 
Crowd starting to get loud again. Humphreys drops. Intercepted! And Dallas almost certainly now in field goal range at the end of this half. Johnny Robinson and Humphreys throws his second pick of the day. Well, now we can attribute it to a defensive battle. Both quarterbacks have combined for five turnovers today. All five in the air, thankfully. But, uh, well, now the Texans are sitting pretty. And remember, the Chargers get the ball to start the second half. 117 to go. Texans looking to tie it at minimum here. They start with the ball in the Chargers 23. Still trailing 6-3. to three. One man backfield. Dawson with a one-step drop. Throws to the left side. And he gives the ball right back. <laughs> Intercepted by Carrington. Make it six turnovers this half from the quarterbacks. The fourth from Dawson. Okay, what's going on with the quarterbacks today? Like, there's a there's a fine mix here between the defense reading the plays perfectly and the quarterbacks just having hazardous throws. Because a couple of Dawson's throws downfield today have not been good, and they've almost all fallen incomplete. Only one deep ball that has been completed today. The Chargers trying to run the clock out from their own 15, and a three-yard carry for Means. Hedrick with the stop. Second and seven. Ball at their own 18. One-step drop. Humphreys to the right side. First time we get to call the name of Dwayne Young, but only gets back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they have to have one more play to run us out to the half. Third and seven, 22 seconds left. Humphreys drops back, means, fumbles! Picked up by Dallas! I have no idea what's going on with the football today, but it just seems to not want to stay put with one team. Six interceptions and a fumble in the first half. And the fumble picked up by E.J. Holub. And, yeah, they're going to review the play. And a booth review from New York on possession before the fumble. Of course, last two minutes. Well, of course, the last two minutes of each half, every review has to be initiated from the Situation Room in New York. Well, we got to see uh, if Means has full possession of the ball and cuts up field. If he doesn't, then Holub gets the ball. And here's the call. Incomplete. And they get to punt it back. Wow. And uh, Bobby Ross, very happy with that outcome. And fans not exactly happy with that. Yeah, but that's the, that's the whole crux of the play. You need to be able to discern if he cut up field. And it, it, it is very close. I'm going to give you that. It is very, very close. But uh, not quite enough in order for them to call, you know, that he did catch the ball and that he did hold on. So, San Diego, time back on the clock to 20 seconds. 
fourth and seven. And they're going to punt this one back. Wagner, Miller back to receive. Crowd a little out. They want to see a kick return here. Oh, Miller shakes off a couple of defenders, but only gets out to the 46. And now you're just, um, we get to scrub that uh, fumble from the books. Still six turnovers between the quarterbacks today. All six in the air, thankfully. Well, part of thankfully, um, and part not thankfully. <laughs> I guess for the confidence of both quarterbacks. One man backfield, three wide receivers. They give it off to Haynes, clock running. And that's going to take us into the half as they get, oh, nope, timeout. Well, I thought that was going to run us into the half, but Strom calls a timeout and is probably going to just go for broke here. At midfield with three seconds left in the half. Chargers get the ball first start the second half, by the way. Dawson back, throws, and a sea of hands. It falls to the grass. And that will draw the close to the first half here in the at the Reliance Stadium, home of the Texans, as the Chargers control this defensive battle six to three. And defense has been the name of the game so far as this first half has uh, been part somewhat uh, underwhelming quarterback play and part defensive prowess. Six turnovers in that first half alone, only field goals for the points. Six to three San Diego after the first half of the 94 Chargers hold the lead despite having the worst quarterback. But to be fair, that's just splitting hairs. Yeah, two interceptions today for San Humphreys, only two for 11 in the air and a flat zero quarterback rating in that first half while Len Dawson at 12.7. They're both very, very underwhelming today. A combined 10 for 31 between the quarterbacks. Humphreys 2 for 11 with two interceptions. Dawson 8 for 20 with four picks in that first half. Now, here's where you really get why this game is so low scoring. And the quarterbacks just have not played like their usual selves. And you can uh, put a lot of that on the defenses here. Now we take a look here at the sack totals for each team. Five in that half, four for the Texans, one for uh, San Diego, that lone one coming from Leslie O'Neill. But, uh, boy, when you think of a defender of this half, is it any of the secondary players? No, my defender of the half and pretty much my player of the game to this point is Cheryl Hedrick. He's come up, and he's come up big. He has five tackles, four of them for losses, and three of those are sacks, 11 yards total. He has knocked everybody back. Yeah, there's six different defenders with interceptions today, but that really doesn't mean that you know they're the best player just because they have a certain stat to them. Hedrick leads all players in tackles. He has an assist to his name. He has three sacks. He has a couple pass defenses, too. Like, to me, even though the Texans are behind, I think Hedrick's really been the player of the game so far. Yeah, and as for the Chargers side, I mean, defensively, take your pick today. Yeah, Darian Gordon's been great, shutting everybody down. Stanley Richard, Darren Carrington, you know, Dwayne Harper, that whole secondary has been able to completely stifle the Texans' offense today, both in the air and on the ground. And I think that's truly where you have to say something about San Diego is that, you know, Natrone Means has still been getting it done on the ground, but he hasn't been getting it done to the level that Abner Haynes has been. And, uh, I mean, Haynes, all, or rather Means, almost had a fumble, but 
New York took a look at the play in the Situation Room and uh, said, yeah, no, ball did not come out after he established possession, so it's an incomplete pass. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that we have to have one turnover scrubbed away by review and we still had six turnovers, I mean, this is, again, part defense, part underwhelming offense. Yeah, and the Chargers, I think we pretty much expected them to stay on the ground, but the Texans have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Len Dawson. Yes, there's two of most of the guys on this offense, like Arbanes, Dawson, and McClinton, in this league with the 1969 Chiefs, but there's still enough here to make me sort of think that, you know, this game should either be more skewed one way or more skewed the other way instead of being, you know, six to three. And uh, speaking of a game that looked more skewed at the half than it ended up being, um, let's take a look at the score last night. The 1970 Baltimore Colts ended up fighting back. They were down 17-7 to at the half. Do you think that's going to happen with Dallas where they fight back and force San Diego to kind of wake up? Yes, but that's going to be all down to what Hank Strom tells Lund Dawson at the half. Both Strom and uh, Bobby Ross in the other locker room for the Chargers have to tell their quarterbacks. They have to tell Len Dawson and Stan Humphreys, stop being careless when going downfield. Keep it short, keep it contained. And for Dawson, pretty much just keep it in front of your face. Right in front of him, he has not missed a pass. Six for six from in close, down like down in front, right in close to the line. Another two for three, short to the left side. And another two for two, out to the right side. Just keep it close, keep it within five yards. And I think Dawson can probably fix his uh, interception issue in that first half. Now, what about for Humphreys? I think you just try and target Tony Martin and Johnny Barnes more. They've been more sure-handed than Mark Say, who's their wide receiver one. And even Dwayne Young's gotten in there a couple times passing. And we take a look at uh, the game from last night as we talked about that one. Don McCafferty's Baltimore Colts, a 1970. Johnny Unitas did not look like himself in that first half and. Neither did Len Dawson. Do you see any sort of uh, similarities? Like maybe they're both slow starters? I mean, I, w- I would certainly hope that uh, Dawson comes out there and fights back the way that Johnny Yu did last night for Baltimore. But uh, the thing is, both of these defenses are very restricted. You need to be on your A game if you're going to beat this Chargers defense. We talked about it in the first half. There's two guys that I think on almost everybody's sheet they have highlighted and written in as a possible you know, all-pro contender. And, you know, a few guys on here that they see as pro bowler and one that, you know, with the plays they've had when they've brought in a third safety, uh, the rookie Rodney Harrison, that uh, San Diego could probably have quite a few defenders on the pro bowl list, even if nobody on that offense makes it. And uh, the final score of that game last night, New England held on to when they got a touchdown late by a score of 24 to 17. They scored 24 to 17, rather. And, uh, I mean, we were questioning that at the end of the first half. Might the Texans have to do what New England did last night in order to sort of light a fire under Len Dawson and tell him that, uh, you know, you might be in danger here? Um, by putting in a backup quarterback, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think they're probably going to consider that until, hopefully, this doesn't happen. Um, Dawson gets hurt. Like, I... I don't think that a backup quarterback is even on their mind right now or even on the mind of Hank Strom or of anybody rooting for the Texans in this in this league, unlike New England, where they have a great tandem in Tony Eason and Steve Grogan that just misplaced every pass last night. 
And last night, your player of the game was Tony Collins for New England. Yeah, two rushing touchdowns, broke away a few rushes of 30-plus yards last night. I mean, he, he had a monster game. And to me, he is the reason why New England ended up winning. And uh, then we get to the scheduling, as we mentioned, uh, Pittsburgh and and the Raiders pushed back to be a Christmas game. And uh, the Cardinals and Rams, 75 Chicago Card or St. Louis Cardinals. Sorry, that's a little too far back in time. Yeah, I was going to say Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's 75 St. Louis Cardinals of the 1979 LA Rams. That game will be pushed to be a simulation. We'll have those scores for you. After the uh, 2000 Baltimore Ravens come to Cleveland on Sunday to play the 1986 Browns at the old at the old Cleveland Browns Stadium. My, meanwhile, Raiders and Steelers, 1983 Raiders and 1995 Pittsburgh Steelers, will be the nightcap tomorrow. They'll be your little stocking stuffer under the tree. And this is your gift before Christmas. And uh, let's take a look at these two teams and now uh, just... Tell me anybody that sticks out when it comes to positional matchups tomorrow. Yeah, well, Bill Cowher's Steelers offense is able to just go a long, a long ways in keeping them in the game. Neil O'Donnell, at this time at least, is very consistent. And Ron Earhart's offense is very much so skewed towards O'Donnell's strengths. You have Charles Johnson and Yancey Thigpen there. You have Mark Bruner at tight end, who's pretty sure-handed for guys who only played a couple years in the league. And, of course, that interior line, Justin Strelchik, Brendan Stye, Dermani Dawson, you know, this Steelers offense can do it. And they can do it on the ground, too, with Eric Pegram and Bam Morris. Yeah. So who do you see being the best matchup tomorrow for the Raiders in terms of going in coverage and in terms of blitzing? In coverage, I think we're going to see Van McElroy and Lester Hayes quite possibly, or rather uh, Ted Watts and Van McElroy Double team Charles Johnson, and 95 is one of the best wide receivers in terms of uh, in terms of completion percentage of targets, and uh, you're you going to need to have some sure-handed guys back there to keep him from getting the ball. In close, Matt Millen's going to be able to, you know, get through the line and pressure O'Donnell all game long. Meanwhile, remember they have Howie Long coming off the left side of the line as well as Ted Hendricks. So this Raiders team can get pressure there. The question is, can they commit enough without over or under committing down the field with as many threats as the Steelers have? Now on the flip side of the ball, let's take a look at the offense cultivated by Tom Flores, and he has unilateral control over that Raiders team. Yeah, he does, and I think that's going to be something the Steelers are going to look to try and exploit with that defense is uh, Dick LeBeau. Of course, under the supervision of Bill Cower, cultivated this Splitsburg defense. And Jim Plunkett, Marcus Allen, you know, they're two of the best players at their positions um, in the early 80s in the NFL. But the question is, look at how loaded the linebacking crew is. Look at the defensive tackles, Joel Steed and Oliver Gibson. Look at the fact of Brenson Buckner coming off the left side. Can Allen be able to get through that much pressure is going to be a huge, huge point of discussion. Meanwhile, can Cliff Branch create separation? Over that left side, you have Willie Williams and Rod Woodson. On the other side of the field, if you try and go to Malcolm Barnwell, you have Carnell Lake just sitting there roving like a hawk. And remember, you also have Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd, two guys that uh, if I'm Plunkett, I'm having a sleepless Christmas Eve thinking about playing those two tomorrow. That's not going to be a very Merry Christmas for him. I can tell you that for sure. And, of course, a tight end, you have Don Hasselbeck and 
Todd Christensen. Do you think they can create a lead block against the Steelers defense? I mean, I think they can create some room for Marcus Allen, as can uh, Kenny King. But can they sustain it? Can they do it for 60 minutes? And that's that's a huge question mark because this Steelers team is definitely defense heavy, but it's not like they're top heavy like the early 80s Browns used to be. So I don't think the Raiders have quite seen a machine like this Steelers team yet. And there we go. Those are our previews for tomorrow. We'll wrap up of the first half there. San Diego and Dallas, they have been stuck in a kicker's duel because the quarterbacks, well, they're just throwing it to everybody except their receivers. Six to three after one half. This has been your Anchor.fm Halftime Report. And we're back here at the Reliance Stadium in Houston. It is a six to three Chargers lead after the first half of play, and they get the ball to start the second half. And this is this has been a weird game so far. Six interceptions between Stan Humphreys and Len Dawson. And this kick is booted back to Johnny Barnes, takes it out about midway between the plane of the end zone and the touchback. So he takes it out and gets to the 21. And uh, there you see the possession so far. Two interceptions, three punts, and a field goal in the last six possessions for the Chargers. And 94 Chargers and the 1962 Texans. And uh, why this game isn't being played in Dallas? Well, Jerry Jones didn't want a team that wasn't the Cowboys to use Jerry World. Chargers start with the ball on their own 21. One man backfield, two wide outs to the left. Throw from Humphreys gets tipped at the line, but there is a flag. An eligible man downfield is the call. Well, we'll take a check here at the replay if uh, there's no challenge and it doesn't look like there will be, and we'll see the culprit here. That's ah, where the ball hits first. It hits the back of Courtney Hall first. So that draws the penalty. Humphreys rolls to the left, no protection, and gets sacked. He got dropped by uh, by Smokey Stover again. Second sack of the day. Well, 30 snaps on offense, only six points to show for it, even with one of those series being short field. Humphreys back to throw all the time in the world over the middle. Intercepted as it evaded the hands of Say and found the hands of Johnny Robinson, his second pick of the game. All Robinson had to do was pretty much stand there as he as uh, Humphreys overthrew Say by a good amount. Short field now for the Chargers, or rather for the Texans. They start from the Chargers 29. Now the question is, can Dawson actually cultivate some here? Roll out to the left side. All the Chargers bite. Throws deep. Caught and fumbled into the back of the end zone. And it is recovered by Stanley Richard in the back of the end zone. And it, hold on. Hold everything. 
Red flag from Hank Strom. He's going to challenge the same thing that had the uh, alleged fumble by Natrone Means overturned late in the first half. And that is that uh, Bill Miller did not have possession before the ball came out. Yeah, if so, that would be an incomplete pass. It's a great play, great fake handoff to Abner Haynes. Yeah, I don't think he ever comes down clean with the ball before Carrington jars it out. And that's down to the officials to determine. Well, the challenge is successful on the part of Strom. They rule it an incomplete pass, and that is the right call. Miller doesn't even get close to the ground before Carrington knocks it out. I can't believe they called that one a fumble in real time. Yeah, you saw that one better than I did by a lot. 9.20 left to go here in the third quarter. Second and 10, one-man backfield. Dallas trying to get at least some semblance of points here and tie it up. Almost, almost. Up now for the red flag from Hank Strom. And that one go away. And a little hitch to Burford gets two yards. And what do we say at the half? Keep it close to the line. Keep it within five yards. And, you know, that one's another one. Deep ball almost ended up, you know, being a fumble there by Miller. Just keeps it in close there. A little two-yard hitch and finds Burford for a couple of yards. We'll do that again. It's tipped and incomplete. Seau and the rookie Rodney Harrison in coverage. See, that's, a, that's the weird thing with this defense, the way that it's operated by Bobby Ross. There's no third cornerback like there normally would be in a dime or a nickel package. There's instead a third safety, and that's where Rodney Harrison comes into play. The kick is up, and it is good from Rooker to tie the game at six. And with the short field, they do get some points back and tie the game. And we got a shot of the fans in the stands. Uh, you're missing the F in Chiefs. <laughs> so it's just cheese. Oh, well. Shies, I guess. I don't know. It's clo close enough. <laughs> close enough. Back to, back to return it is Johnny Barnes. Brooker knocks this one deep, but only to about the two-yard line. Barnes will return and get stopped at the 22-yard line. Now, well, San Diego didn't exactly add uh, something back there. Seven turnovers today between the two quarterbacks. Seven interceptions, three for Humphreys, four for Dawson. San Diego starts the ball from their own 21-and-a-half-yard line. Three-man equal backfield. Delayed handoff to Means, only gets back to the line before being stopped by Mel Branch. And let's take a look at the rush chart here from Trone Means. That uh, his 15th carry of the day, I mean, going up the middle, he's had a lot more you know, sort of work. Only one yard per carry going out to the left or the right. Five carries to the left for five yards. Two carries to the right for only two yards there. And meanwhile, he has seven carries for 17 yards up the middle. Bullet over the left side. Finds nothing but grass. 
Intended receiver was Mark Say. Needs to stop throwing there. Say's either double covered or just can't haul it in as Humphreys throws it out in front of him. He's asking Mark Say to do a lot more than he can. Third and ten. One man backfield. Four receivers. Seems to be a nickel package for the Chiefs. Splits coming. Throws to the right side. It is caught for a first down. Great play call. Great play call. And it was Barnes on the post route there. He's trying to find the uh, number on the sheet. I just missed it. Pressure coming right side. Intercepted. Off the force pressure, Johnny Robinson. Or sorry, no, Dave Grayson again. Four interceptions for each quarterback. Short field again for the Texans from the Chargers 28. I mean, this time, not even the interception was in plus territory. I could at least say that about the last couple. That the ball was at least in plus territory. Not this time. It was picked in front of midfield. And uh, you have to... You have to ask if maybe a decision's being made over on that over on that sideline as to you know whether or not uh, Humphreys stays in the game. Yeah, I mean this this is not the performance you want to start the half. Now they were up six to three. Handoff only gets about four yards. Does Haynes going up the middle? Before being stopped there by Lewis Bush. I mean, Hank Strong, we talked about the need to sit down the offense and tell them, this is what you're capable of. I know what you're capable of. This is what you need to do coming out of the half. Dawson back to throw all the time in the world. Right side, caught for a first down. And for the first time today, either side is inside the 10-yard line. Chris Burford. Well, very great throw there, and Burford able to haul that one in. First and goal, as he said for the first time today. Nine targets, six catches for 65 yards for number 88 in red and white. Dawson drops, just the right side. Burford again gets to about the five-yard line. Well, his favorite receiver is Chris Burford. We talked about that at the top of the game, but... No connection has seemingly been working for either quarterback this game with any of their wideouts outside of maybe Barnes and Humphreys. Second and goal. One man backfield. The pitch to Haynes. And the Chargers read that one perfectly and stop that one before it can get any steam. Charles Mims off the left side. Great play there by Mims to get off the line and just I mean, as you said, they read the play perfectly. Moved to challenge the left side line and attack them more once they saw that every receiver was gone. Third and goal from the nine-yard line. One man backfield, four wideouts. One step drop. Dawson to the end zone. Incomplete. Richard again. He's been everywhere on pass defense for any throw more than five yards. Well, third and goal, and it looks like a surefire completion as Brooker goes up for the ball, and now Brooker's going to have to stay on and kick this one through the uprights. Yeah, very rough to have to be both a wide receiver and a kicker, and after taking a shot like that, he's going to have to try and knock a 26-yarder through from left hatch. 
Gilliam, the long snapper. Snap good, hold good, kick. Good. And Dallas takes their first lead of the game, 9-6. to six. Well, I mean, this is a good kick, especially for a guy that just got waylaid like Brooker did. Texans take the lead. And you can owe a lot of that to that to the defense so far in this second half. We're not even halfway through the third quarter yet. That one kicks back by Brooker. Way too deep for Barnes to return, even measurably. So he decides to take a knee for a touchback. Or rather, that was Jefferson that decided to catch that one. And Greg Gilbert under center. No Stan Humphreys this drive. I think the trust has been lost. Humphreys, left side, around pressure. That one batted away as Johnny, as Tony Martin, rather, went to bring that one in. Now, Barnes and Martin were in the same area. He goes for Martin, but with three red jerseys there, there wasn't a chance that one was coming down. Between Robinson and Grayson, over on that right side of the field, Four interceptions and an extra pass batted down by Robinson. Um, or rather, Gilbert to left side. A little high, but it was corralled by Martin. Making up for that last play, it's a San Diego first down. Phrase we haven't said in quite a bit of time. Well, I mean, you get somebody that open to the left side, and you leave him one-on-one, -on -one, and that's something that the Texans have not done a lot today, is leave Chargers receivers open one-on-one. -on -one. That opens him up for a catch like that in first down. Receiver in motion, one-man backfield. Creates a trip on the left side. Gilbert, back to throw, left side. Finds the seam, and it is caught for a first down. Mark Say. Well, finally was able to haul something in. Is Gilbert, I don't know how, triple coverage, two receivers as well. He's able to just fine-tune that one enough for Say, who was the man in motion to be able to come down with that ball for a first down. And they're moving a little bit. They're close to plus territory for the first time in a couple drives, but Means is stopped at the line by Paul Rochester. Yeah, Rochester and Mel Branch came together for the tackle. No surprise there that we call Branch's number again. Second and 10, the crowd here at Reliance Stadium starting a little louder here for the Texans. I form leaning right. Gilbert's going to keep it. Throw to the left side. Caught for a first down. Mark Say again came up and challenged Dwayne Wood to meet him and came down with the football. Boy, I, I think we just found uh, Gilbert and Say as the main men this drive, so far at least, for the Chargers. And they're in plus territory, something they have not done without starting in plus territory today. One man backfield. Looks like the Texans are going to bring the house here. Five up at the line. And that's exactly what they do. Humphreys toes the line. Has enough. It's caught for a first down. Martin up the right sideline, and they are in the red zone. Man, this has been a fantastic drive on the part of the Chargers so far. I guess maybe a quarterback uh, changes what they needed. Uh, is uh, Gail Gilbert, rather. Four for five on this drive. And a couple of great throws over on the sidelines. You know, one for each side. Say on the left side had one 
on third down. Martin there gets them into the red zone. They are at the Texans 19. 410, clock running. They're down by three, nine to six. Martin goes in motion from the right to the left. Handoff to Means. Texans don't bite. One yard loss. Up step Dave Grayson. We've called his number quite a bit here this half. Two tackles, one intercept, or sorry, two interceptions and a tackle, at least prior to that play, two of each now. All receivers, the left side of the line as Martin moves across. Gilbert with time, caught, but just short of the plane by Mark Say on a post over the middle, and Bobby Hunt was the one to keep him out of the end zone that time. I mean, he's wearing the same number as Dan Marino, but I uh, didn't know he could quite sling the ball like Dan could. What a drive so far from Gilbert. And right now they're on the door of having the first touchdown in this game. I form leaning right. With Jefferson off to the right side of the line. Means hands off trying to fight his way, but is kept out of the end zone from E.J. Holub. Here's the thing, they're chewing, they're chewing the clock. They have a quarterback that can move and go over the top if needed. Straight backfield. And they also have a fullback into Aaron Lang who can plow his way in. Means again, and a sea of red envelops him. And we do have an injury, and it's Holub. Oh no. EJ Holub down for the Texans. We'll try and get any more at the start of the fourth quarter. As to the condition of E.J. Hall, we saw an injury last night to another outside linebacker, Andre Tippett, in the New England Patriots-Baltimore Colts game. That might be the uh, you know, galvanizing uh, moment that the Texans need. Is, you know, after the Tippett injury, seemed that uh, the Patriots just woke up. Third and goal. Handoff means left side. If it doesn't succeed, try, try again. Stuck out of the end zone, Dwayne Wood. And they're going to go for the chip shot field goal for John Carney here. 2.20, clock continues to run this. Wood tie the game only 18 yards out. And it is good. We are tied at 9, 2.14 to go, and a great goal line stand by the Texans, but 12 plays, 79 yards. Got to say, I'm kind of impressed with what Gilbert brought to that drive for the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, they took out Humphreys after throwing two picks on two consecutive passes and having five straight incompletions. That seemed to work, and you got to wonder if Len Dawson was looking at that drive, collecting his breath, and maybe both Lenny and Hank Strom were thinking, Maybe we could try and do that at some point. Oh, well, you, cer you certainly hope not in terms of the confidence of, uh, of Len Dawson that they would consider that as Frank Jackson takes this one for a touchback. 2-12 to go here in the third quarter. We're tied up at nine again. And the Texans have to start it from their own 20. They deal with a split backfield, still trusting Len Dawson despite the four picks. In motion goes Chris Burford. From the right, from the left to the right this time. They're bringing heat. 
It is intercepted. Darian Gordon's second pick of the day. Short field for San Diego. And now let's see right. Um, yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't any yellow on that one. Yeah, Gordon. I mean, there's a difference between cutting off a receiver like he did with Arbanes um, a couple plays ago and then just straight up hitting the guy before the ball can even come close like he just did with Bill Miller. Wow. I mean, regardless, it's been a uh, it's been an assorted game for both sides. And uh, again, we'll get an update to you as to the well-being of E.J. Holub at the half. Short field for Dallas. Handoff means to the right side. Only gets five on the play. I mean, that's that's going to be a lot. If Means can get going again, that, that'll be a huge, huge thing here. And that linebacking uh, position depleted is, is uh, depleted rather, as it's the second year Walt Corey out of the University of Miami. Over on the right side, replacing Holland. And, uh, yeah, 150 to go. Clock still running here in the third quarter. San Diego in some prime position for points. And uh, Gail Gilbert goes back out there after having a great drive last time. Handoff means. Gets stopped, but not before getting one yard. Smokey Stover on the stop. Well, here's the question. There's only three outside linebackers on this Texans roster. I mean, what what happens if Stover or Corey were to get hurt? I think they'd probably put one of the inside linebackers there. Means with an underneath carry, and it is a first down. Great little handoff to the inside there for Natrone Means. Able to uh, exploit, as you said, the left side. Walt Corey there, that's where he went. Short and to the left. And he got the first down. And he's had a tough time getting going here in the second half. Delayed carry for Means. Four yards. Gets down to about the 20. And uh, chewing up not just more yards. Getting closer and closer to the red zone. But chewing up the clock here as we get close to the end of the third quarter. 35 seconds with a running clock here. Second and six. Ball on the Texans' 20-yard line. Gilbert, off a split back play. Rolls out to the right. Caught! Touchdown, San Diego! And it's Aaron Lang. And they call on the fullback this time. How often do you see that? Lang with a streak route. And it's a touchdown for the Chargers. Sometimes you have to get a little crafty and desperate in games like this. And boy, the Chargers have woken up after a couple of strong drives to start this half by the Texans. And Gail Gilbert has given them new life. The kick is up and good from Carney for the extra point. It's now a seven-point San Diego lead as the Chargers get the first touchdown of the day. And Aaron Lang, the fullback, gets the touchdown. What a bizarre game. I mean... <laughs> There has been a lot this game to make you sort of question what's going on. And I, I don't think I'm seeing Len Dawson grab his helmet. Yeah, I, I think they're going to sit Len and see if that is the same result. 
Wow, and uh, well, we'll try and uh, see the motive behind that one. As you see, Gail Gilbert, he came in, and he's done a really good job for the Chargers so far. First few drives. Dallas trying to mitigate disaster. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's not Len Dawson in there anymore. So who... And number 14 on the offense for the Texan, rather number 19, that is Cotton Davidson, the third-year quarterback out of Baylor. He was the starter here the last couple of years. Yeah, Texas product only makes sense. Well, state of Texas product, I should say. Yeah, of course, Baylor being uh, in Texas. Throw out to the right or the left side and. It is hauled in, but only for a yard and out of bounds with 24 seconds to go in the half by Bill Miller. And again, we'll get more to you at the start of the fourth quarter as to the well-being of linebacker E.J. Holub, who got hurt there a couple drives ago for the Texans on defense. Down to Walt Corey at linebacker. Clock running. Four-yard little uh, crossing pattern for Miller, and that will take us to the end of the third quarter. Well, the scoring is picked up, and San Diego even breached the end zone. First time today that's happened on either side. 16-9 Chargers as we enter the final frame. And we welcome you back to Reliance Stadium in Texas. Here is the Texans trying to fight back with a new quarterback down 16-9 uh, after... Gail Gilbert came in and a sideways throw intercepted. One of the oddest throws you'll ever see make it interception number three for Darian Gordon. Well, that's exactly how the Chargers wanted to start this quarter. They pressured. Um, they yeah they pressured um, Cotton Davidson rather enough to get the ball. I just can't seem to talk to start this quarter. <laughs> um, we did get an update on the. Status of E.J. Holub, who injured uh, who injured his arm in the third quarter. It is a sprained elbow. We know the extent of which in the recovery timetable after the game. So stay tuned for the postgame show for that. Second linebacker injury in as many games here. Uh, but, of course, it's football. It's, cool. it's very much so a contact sport. So uh, you're going to have these injuries happen. Hand off to Means. And think if the Chargers get in the end zone here, you can call this one over in favor of the 94 Chargers. And I'm surprised, but Gail Gilbert came in over Stan Humphreys after both starting quarterbacks had disastrous days. Humphreys and Len Dawson each had uh, four interceptions. They've both been benched. Gilbert with a straight backfield left side in and out of the hands of Tony Martin. And Martin wanted pass interferences. Dwayne Wood was all over him, but I think the contact was after the ball got there. And so... No yellow out on the field. <clears throat> and, uh, boy, we've, we've seen everything. We've seen a couple of, you know, possession before fumble um, reviews, and both got overturned. We've seen nine interceptions now. We've seen a game go down a touchdown well into the third quarter. His little dump off to the Trone means gets two yards. And we're going to stare at another field goal and a possible 10-point lead for John Carney and the Chargers. I mean, Stan Humphreys and Len Dawson, as you mentioned, both gotten benched. We've seen a fullback touchdown. And, I mean, this game has just been crazy on both sides. 33 yards, left hash. Kick good as Humphreys now demoted to pretty much being the holder for uh, John Carney. 
making it a 10-point game. And I, I don't think anybody with the Texans defense considered that, uh, you know, this game was going to get anywhere near out of hand. And same thing with the Chargers defense. We knew it was going to be a defensive battle, but it seems more and more as this game has gone on, it's been less, you know, the defense actually taking away and more, you know, the quarterbacks just saying, here. And we get to see Cotton Davidson again, the Baylor Bear product, come out onto the field. Who knows? Maybe we'll hit double digits in the amount of turnovers today. <laughs> he has an interception. Dawson and Humphreys each had four, and they're going to stick with Davidson. Color me, color me surprised that Strom's making his pick. After the touchback, Dallas starts the ball at their own, or rather Texans start with the ball at their own 20. Rolling out to the left. Short throw. Intercepted. Wow. And this time it is Carrington. Almost on cue. We have hit 10 interceptions. I mean, this, this day has been, uh, I think, more than enough offensively for the Texans to be able to, you know, get this done. But uh, that Chargers defense has just been too much to play against. Well, I guess you can consider this an uh, abridged game. So apparently 10 interceptions is the number that 2K can take because simulation can only take so much. Um, just based off of how the Chargers were playing compared to the Texans, I'm just going to put the score as it was. We had three and a half quarters of football done. Um yeah, I'm just going to write this down. 19-9, Chargers win. Uh, player of the game, I'm stuck between either um, Gail Gilbert or Darren Carrington. And, uh, yeah, I think I might just move around the Cardinals-Rams um, Cardinals game so your guys' Christmas Eve doesn't go unfulfilled. Um, I prepared for a lot to go on with this league. I did not, however, prepare for the game to actively break and just straight up stop playing or reacting to, you know, me hitting the pause button and having me restart the system. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the joys of working with a, you know, almost 20-year-old video game at this point. Um you know, sometimes this is going to happen, whether it's from the game itself or the hardware. You know, sometimes stuff like this is going to happen and you're going to have to abandon certain games. Um, so I had to now on the fly come up with a policy. So if this happens prior to the fourth quarter, I'm probably going to scrap the first few uh, quarters that I make and have to restart the game over again. and. You know, if that happens in the first half, of course, I mean, it's just like automatic restart. But if this thing happens again in the fourth quarter, I'm just counting it. Whatever score it is, you know, whoever was winning wins. I know, you know, it's not like complete, complete game, but, uh, you know, sometimes you have to take certain creative liberties in order to get things done. And you know, those first three quarters, this game, Truly would be one that I would put in the category of the greatest game. You know, 10 turnovers, 
The backups ended up taking over by the end. The backup for the Chargers came in and won them the game pretty much. And, uh, you know, 10-point lead, six and a half minutes to go, just about, I believe, and another interception, um, creating more short field for the Chargers. I feel like they just would have taken it over and won the game anyways. So, yeah, pretty anticlimactic end to this one. Um, 19-9, San Diego wins. The 94 Chargers move to 1-0, while the 1962 Texans drop to 0-1. And maybe there's a quarterback controversy on both sides now, considering neither team's starter went that long. And apparently this game didn't want to go that long (laughs) as it stopped early. So uh, who knows? This might not be the only game you guys get today. I know for sure it won't be the only game you get tomorrow. So I'm going to be mulling over between making this and... Um, whichever second game I choose, whether or not to keep the schedule the same or just flip what I plan for Cardinals, Rams, and Steelers, Raiders, making Steelers, Raiders the Christmas night game and making Cards, Rams the Christmas Eve night game. So, I mean, this these are the things you have to do when problems like this arise on the fly and you have nothing set for it you know, beforehand. But, uh, yeah. Chargers win by way of the game deciding to just say, I've had enough of turnover bowl.